what's up everyone welcome to yet another episode of in these current times i am your friendly neighborhood host the juggernauts and let's jump right in um today's news i would like to talk on video game movie adaptations yeah it's a very sad, sad topic or sad subject in most of many and this is because we've not really had the one video game movie that's a de facto um supreme you know example or prime example of a good adaptation we've had some 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 par, some okay adaptations some forgettable ones that were actually fun to watch but nothing impactful there's no video game movie that's really kind of you know shaking the roof the way iron man did for comic book movies or even spider-man and the x-men movies did for comic book movies back in the days so um the reason why i'm bringing up this topic is um, in lieu of recent news of the twisted metal video game series is getting a tv series adaptation for those that don't know twisted metal was like a vehicular combat video game where you kind of race against you, you combat fight against each other in an arena with different cars the cars usually have weapons and you guys have to think of it like a battle royale but with vehicles but i can really a really fun fun title then i had i remember it on the playstation 2 on the psp and even on the ps3 and on the ps4 as well was it on the ps4 it was in the ps3 i think yeah so that was a really fun game actually um you know you have different cars with that you've laced with weapons and different things and then you have to kind of attack one another and take each other out it was a really fun game now turning it to a movie uh, to a tv series i think is a smarter move and i'm going to get to that in a second um the the thing about video games and i think the reason why a lot of video game movies haven't been entirely successful is because video games as a whole uh, are longer they have a lot of world building and lore in them they are extremely rich um a lot of storytelling a lot of characters and usually hard to cram all that story into a two-hour movie usually uh and the thing is some of the um franchises they've tackled have also been expansive ones that couldn't really um handle the two-hour margin yeah so for twisted metal i could see it um done in the vein of the death like something like death race um the death race movie that um starred jason statham and tyrese gibson i actually really really enjoyed that movie at least the first death race movie before the subsequent subpar ones but it was a really fun action movie i love the the theme the way they made it interwoven with the little story behind bars and stuff like that but that i could see twisted metal following that same route you know introduce each character um with their own tragic past i don't know if we're gonna put the fantastical element of having calypso that um being supernatural being that wants to grant people their wishes it was always a funny thing to see when you complete the campaign with the character and the calypso always kind of twists his words to uh you know to manipulate the main character so i wonder if they would go the supernatural route to just keep it grounded in vehicular combat so um suicide metal is actually a fun game um i'm curious to see what they want to do with that um um, now regarding it being a tv series i think the studios that would probably be my book uh, that will support to do it would either be um netflix because of course they have the money um apart from that they have the marketing prowess to push something like this and based on what they did with the witcher I, I could see them handling something like this um additionally maybe cinemax cinemax also known for doing high octane action so that are the two topics hbo tentatively but i don't think there's something they don't, they really want to delve in um then either um apart from netflix and 
Cinemax, I would say probably Stars. Stars also found a way to do a quick kind of good balance between action, drama, and horror. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So on today's podcast, I actually want to talk extensively. This might be a long one. I would like to talk extensively on video game movie adaptations as a whole. So I'm going to first talk on um, video game movie adaptations that have been released. Talk on them generally, analyze maybe some of their strong points, some of their weak points, the general things between them. I'm gonna go into I'm gonna go into every single one, obviously, but the popular ones are the ones I'm gonna go go into. Then I'm also gonna talk about upcoming ones because oh my god, there's a, a huge ton of video game movie adaptations that are in the works. Um, of course, I think most studios are still a bit hesitant because the, like I said, there's not been any major video game movie adaptation that's been the boom. That's, that's really you know shaking the kind of rock the casbah to release or create that platform like what like i said um x-men in 2000 kind of showed that um, so comic book movies superhero movies could actually tell strong um social commentary can be used to tell strong human stories spider-man was used to sh- um, also prove that you could use comic book movies and superhero movies to actually tell nuanced coming of age stories and then of course you have iron man that kick off the mcu which was used to which really showed that superhero movies could be taken as a serious genre so we've not really had any video game movie to do that and show how truly um innovative innovative inspiring entertaining video game stories can be so uh let's kick let's take it all back i'm not gonna really go chronologically here i'm just gonna pick them randomly i'm gonna highlight each uh, video game movie that's come out in the past and just talk about you know my own personal take on it the objective take on it and you know the general take on it as a whole uh dungeons and dragons to be honest i don't don't remember much of that movie Uh, i just remember it i remember liking it as a kid and hating it (laughs) as i grew older because it really looked bad uh, I don't really remember much. I'm going to talk much about that. I want to talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, of course. We saw the trailer for Mortal Kombat, the new 2021 version dropped last week. And I've already spoken about how really excited I am to see that. Um, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a great movie. I don't think it's going to change or be the Messiah, the video game movie adaptation Messiah we're waiting for. But I feel like if it can deliver what it promises and can stick as close to the source material as it can for the fans at all, at least, I think I'll be fine by me. We have to talk about one and two. Uh, I'm talking about one was actually, I'm talking about the old ones now. I'm talking about one was actually a fun movie. I remember actually really enjoying it. The scene where um, Zilu Kang or Raiden, someone throws a bucket of water into Sub-Zero that crystallizes and stabs him. But it was a ridiculous fun movie. Um, the sequel, not so much. Annihilation was so bad. I don't even know. It was like as if they just gave a 12-year-old um, all the Mortal Kombat games to play at the time at the stretch and just kind of get creative with it and just, you know, was oh, had such terrible dialogue. They, they had the infamous line uh, between Sindel and uh, Kitana when she was like, um, you're alive. Yes, I am. But you will die. Oh my God, it was so, so horrible. CGI was horrible. Shao Kahn turned into a dragon was just outrageous. So yeah, I'll write those ones off. I still think the first Mortal Kombat movie was really, is a guilty pleasure. I mean, if there's one thing to take from the Mortal Kombat movie adaptations is the soundtrack. That shit still bangs till this very day. All right, moving on. Uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a new Tomb Raider movie with Alicia Vikander, which I thought was actually a very fun, fine movie. To be honest, it's forgettable definitely but it's fun it's a, I, I really I, the fact there was an adaptation of the more modern 
um, Tomb Raider movies that were done by Crystal Dynamics made sense because he had that groundedness to it. Um, he had some high octane action. I actually like the, the twist at the end uh, with the reveal that the stuff was actually a curse, but actually rather than the plague. Um, a sequel has been announced. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't earth shaking. Of course, the, the Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie. I don't even know how to describe them. Am I really enjoying the first one? Uh, the second one, not so much. Their plots. I think Cradle of Life. The Cradle was the second one. But I just remember um, just those, those movies being guilty pleasures. That's all I really remember. I mean, I mean, Angelina Jolie. Come on. She was like the ultimate boy crush of teenage boys at the time. So those are fun movies. Nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Then we have one. Now this is a controversial pick because personally I really enjoyed this movie. I think out of all video game movies so far, I would say it's one like that has rewatchability value, enormous rewatchability value, and um, it had interesting performances, strong, um, great visual effects, um, cool action scenes. And of course, I'm of course I'm talking about Prince of Persia, uh, which came out in 2010, and I really enjoyed the movie for what it was. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job. Yeah, there were a lot of controversies regarding the fact that he isn't Persian looking. Yeah, that 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 kind of stuck out a little bit, but his performance itself was worthwhile, so I, I could excuse that. But I did enjoy. I enjoyed the movie a lot. It's, it's truly an adventurous movie. Yeah, it wasn't as grim or as dark as the Prince of Persia games, which is kind of logical considering it was done by Disney but it was definitely a fun movie for me um, it's, I would put it high high on the list of um, video game adaptations yeah which is saying something next we have Need for Speed <laughs> I didn't even know what to make of this movie to be honest because um, Need for Speed itself it's a racing game it's not very strong on plot yeah a few of them have had storylines like Need for Speed to Run Payback and what have you but it's just it's basically a generic um storyline most of the times that have someone gets betrayed by his crew member and has to start from the beginning again and the same thing happened here for the movies um you had um aaron paul leading leading the role with Donnie cooper playing the villainous role and the thing about me for speed is it's the ultimate forgettable movie it's so i mean i literally remember watching the movie and i think i went out and i'd forgotten i'd even seen the movie it, it's that forgettable I love the cars in the movie. It was really, really sweet. But um, that's the most memorable thing I can think of in the movie. But to be fair, in, 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 in retrospect, the considering the fact that Need for Speed doesn't have a strong lore because it's, it's, it's depending, I felt like the movies could have gotten really, really creative with that. If that was one of the adaptations, I thought could have done something unique and different because it doesn't really have much pressure to adapt a specific time, type of story. But yeah, Need for Speed was quite forgettable. Uh, fun experience, but not something I would really watch. Although I did, I remember one of my favorite performances definitely from Michael Keaton as the kind of radio jock. That was that was really fun performance. Oh, like then, 2016, uh, the year where we thought video game movies were gonna be, we, we, we thought we were gonna video game movies were gonna be a staple. That was meant to be the year where video game movies were gonna become video game movies. But alas and unfortunately, we didn't get that. 2016 we had Assassin's Creed. Man, personally, I was bummed out by this movie. Yes, I could um of course the visuals were obviously okay, performances were pretty good, but the issue was the movie was just boring. Like they they took the major part of Assassin's Creed. I played all of Assassin's Creed games all the way from part one with Altair. 
um, okay, I've not played the Vikings, but I've played up toward, all the way to Odyssey, which took place in ancient Greece. Like, how do you take the most important part, which is the historical flashbacks and you know, the animals, kind of the history, and then just focus on the main um, world? No one really cares. And it's, uh, the, the thing that struck to me was just that the movie just seemed tedious. You couldn't, it didn't feel fun enough. Like, the brief moments you get in the past leading up to the present weren't kind of enough in my opinion i felt like we should have spent more time with aguila in in during the spanish times in spain during the asian spain with his um, kind of search for the apple of eden and then the main modern story should have been more superficial in my opinion but um yeah there's rumors of an assassin's creed tv series i believe i don't know i think it's on netflix yeah if i'm not mistaken now personally i think that could work simply because Assassin's Creed 2 is very voluminous, it's huge lore, very rich and deep lore. But I think that I truly believe that with a, with a serial version, with, with series or with, with episodes, you can use it to tell expansive stories. You can focus even more on the flashbacks in the animals than the modern modern time and then kind of juxtapose both of them. So that can make it more cohesive. Um, the one thing I'll, thing I'll give Assassin's Creed movie for with the, with the, was the, let's say, the general canon cohesiveness in the sense that there are a lot of easter eggs that were legitimately kind of cool to see i love how they tie them off with the actual video game lore and that was actually cool to see it's just a shame that the movie didn't do perform well enough to warrant a sequel then i'm moving on to the second uh, video game movie of 2016 that was also meant to be a game changer which personally I actually enjoyed it was more of style of our substance but i thought i thought i enjoyed what we were going for and i wish i kind of wished the movie was giving more a bit more chance to kind of breathe and lead to a sequel and that is warcraft now i don't actually i never really played world of warcraft extensively i'm familiar with the games apparently and even with, with his lore uh, so i wasn't really invested from that emotional sound standpoint but when i saw the movie the cgi blew me away like tremendously i mean the humanization of the orcs was actually quite interesting to observe um the story kind of dwindles personally i felt like the human characters were not that interesting which is kind of sad they were really not that interesting the orcs were significantly more interesting it's obvious that um duncan jones put a lot more effort into um kind of personifying the orcs which was kind of which leaves the humans being paper thing um but the movie's you know highlight for me was just the orcs like i said dorotan and the other orcs and their own squabble like when the humans come in it all gets all muddled up and slow uh, yeah ironically so um i really really enjoyed the movie for for the cgi for the orc personalities for the action and the soundtrack obviously the soundtrack was really good i think junkie xl worked on that as well one of my favorite music composers um but unfortunately warcraft wasn't the miracle we we're waiting for and i remember the hype for that movie i remember seeing that movie in, in actually in the vip cinema section although the experience was fun i watched it with a lot of warcraft fans and it was nice to see them picking up easter eggs and stuff but like i said it wasn't the, the punch that we we're expecting but i personally enjoyed the movie would have loved to see more to be honest now let me take it back, back a bit <laughs> oh my god i remember this the mario the super mario movie ah oh, dude i don't even i never saw it as a kid i saw it probably as a teenager so it's probably already aged worse. Uh, it just felt weird, man. I mean, personally, I think Super Mario shouldn't be a movie. 
should be, should it be a live action movie in, in any shape or form it's too surreal for live action i kind of try to understand what they're trying to go with, with the whole dinosaur the agent thing it was just weird and wacky and i, and I remember hearing that bob hoskins and um john lusigamo liu gezamo the lead actors that played mario and luigi respectively were actually drunk of their ass and i wouldn't blame them i mean i can imagine how the script of the movie must have looked um, looked like uh, i think there's also there's been an announcement of a super mario animated movie which definitely makes more sense if it's done in the vein of something similar to sonic that would actually make more sense then we have street fighter oh my god <laughs> Ah uh, man, this one's not really cheesy. Although this is a guilty pleasure movie for me, definitely. Van Damme as Gal is has to be the most un-American American thing I've seen in my life. I really have to give it to Julio. Um, sorry for the break. Yeah, I think I'll give it to Julio. I've forgotten his the name of the actor. The guy that plays that played um M. Bison in the movie. Definitely the highlight of the movie. His performance was exceedingly entertaining to watch it was obviously chewing the scene but it was fun to watch it was actually out of every other actor it seemed to be the one that actually cared the most and from the story i heard i heard that he actually had terminal cancer when he was cast for the movie so he decided to give it his all and kind of leave a legacy for his kids which is actually a very really sweet story to hear but yeah street fighter definitely highlight was m bison's performance the, the role of m bison was definitely highlight the rest of the movie is just oh my gosh it's just ridiculous Oh my god, and then we had the more atrocious. I don't know if there was, I didn't think it was possible for a second Street Fighter movie feel worse than the first, and that was the Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Dude, that movie sucks, man. I, I remember being the cringe watching that movie, the special effects, the performances. Oh my god, Chris Klein as this kind of hot, badass hotshot cop was just not it. The only re- redeeming, re- redeemable quality definitely was the performance of Neil McDonough. Oh my god, that man, I feel like he's had one of the most unfortunate Hollywood careers because he appears in a lot of bad movies but he always stands out as a great performance because this guy is this guy can do no wrong this guy is an actor this dude is good he has appeared actually appeared in MCU as Dum Dum Dugan he was one of the Howley commanders from Captain America 1 um, he was also in um, he was the, okay for a little mind recognize him as Damian Dark from the Arrowverse which to be honest he was one of the reasons I actually continued watching the Arrowverse shows for as long as I did until he was, until he was removed seriously very underrated actor significantly underrated and I wish he actually wish he got more roles to really highlight his performances and his range and then uh, we'll move on to Sonic the Hedgehog which I mean I think for a modern day super um video game movie adaptation, Sunday Edge knew what it was doing and developed de- kind of delivered on it. Yeah. Uh very fun. Jim Carrey killed it as Eggman, no doubt, hands down. And actually the one thing I want to credit Paramount for regarding that movie is the fact that they listened to the outrageous to the um outcry of the design of Sonic in the original trailer. And I love the fact they actually spent time and money to redesign him. Which, which pays off in the end for the movie in my opinion and makes him look more you know surreal as it should be the movie didn't take itself too seriously which makes sense sonic is i mean it's not a serious source material uh i kind of enjoyed the movie although for me it was forgettable i mean when i was on with the movie i, I just kind of shrugged sh- sh- outside but i kind of enjoyed it for what it was moving on doom or oh, 2005 doom what's interesting about this is that i remember i think i'd watched this movie before i ever played in doom games so i actually enjoyed the movie for what it was it was like sci-fi horror which was cool um the, the caroban which now who who one of my favorite narrated actors at the time who thankfully is getting his kind of his own accolades now with the boys 
Um, love this performance in it. The Rock's performance was obviously as you know, as you can expect. Although at the time he was too struggling as an actor, you could tell, but his charisma was always still there. And I played the game and watched the movie again, and I, I kind of felt conflicted. Uh, of course, the highlight of the movie has to be the first person scene, which was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the story, I thought it was actually an interesting take on what they were trying to do with the story. I felt like they should have gone with straight up with the hell storyline for the games. Um, instead of trying to make it, um, um, they should go with the demon presence. Instead of trying to make it like a mutation, things that just owned onto the source material. But Doom was, uh, was it's a guilty pleasure of mine to be honest. And I can't forget the iconic line, "BFG, big fucking gun." Definitely a highlight of the movie. Oh my god, the Resident Evil, Oof, Resident Evil, Resident Evil. This is the time it's a mixed bag for me. I actually enjoyed the first two Resident Evil movies. I enjoyed the first two a lot because they had a lot of horror elements to them. Um, I'm not really a fan of horror, but I love movies that have horror elements that are really well done. Uh, I feel like the, the franchise further down the line became, I don't know, it just became like this generic action um, zombie shooting movie. There wasn't really much soul to it anymore. Uh, I don't think I really cared for it. I think, I, I, although funny enough, I've seen all the movies. I always watch them because they're guilty pleasures. Um, Mia Jovovich is fine as Alice. She's actually really, really fine and a really fun action star, to be honest. Um, but I never really. I heard there are rumors of a reboot. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a reboot. As long as they stick to the horror elements and keep it kind of grounded, I'm definitely on board. I mean, even the video games tried to go the route of the movies by making it action heavy, and people hated it, which is why they had to kind of go with Resident Evil Seven. Uh, and now I'm gonna release Resident Evil 8 Village, which would uh, also be rooted in the in its core horror form. Next, uh, Silent Hill. Wow, I don't even remember these movies. Okay, I actually, actually remember like in the first one. Anyway, two. There was Silent Hill One and Silent Hill Revelations. I, I believe. Uh, I don't think I saw the second one. But the first one was, yeah. I mean, seeing Pyramid Head was like, you know, what you expect. But personally, I didn't really mess with it. I didn't fucking do that much. I just it was a right off for me, so I don't have much to say on it. Max Payne, oh my god. Uh, dude, this movie. This movie, man. Yeah, Max Payne, Max Payne, Max Payne. Um, very confusing, because, you know, weren't sure. I couldn't really feel. I felt like Mark Wahlberg wasn't a good fit to play the role of Max. Should have played someone, a more gruffy actor, should have taken the role. Probably even Brian Cranston. Or someone like Christopher, someone like Christopher Meloni, or Jeff, I'm sorry, um, George Brolin, or even Jeff Bridges at the time, anyway, would have been a better fit. Even Kurt Russell would have been a good fit. Um, just do some makeups, make them look younger, and whatnot. Make them, make them look kind of like they're struggling with their, with their demons and stuff. Um, movie has some nice visuals, a lot of trying to do the hallucinations and whatnot, but yeah, nothing's right to my not a memorable movie at all. Yeah. Uh, Rampage, <laughs> yeah, this is actually one of the very few video game movies that I never actually played the video game. I'm a, I was aware of what Rampage is about to uh, just use different monsters. I think a giant gorilla, a giant crocodile, a giant wolf to kind of wreck buildings and stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, generic um, BM, action beat em up game, which which didn't really have a plot. So they had a lot to do with. I actually injured Rampage, I really did. CGI was actually really, really cool. Action was fantastic. Uh, performances were okay um you know not right to my bar, but i really enjoyed rampage and it stuck with me it was actually more memorable than i than i, I would like to admit so i did enjoy rampage definitely um hitman oof man 
Hitman, Hitman. There have been two Hitman movies now. I see why they keep, they keep trying to adapt this. To be honest, is because on the surface, it actually has a lot of Hollywood kind of similarities to it already. You know, an assassin for hire that has been bre- born and bred to be the ultimate killer. You know, that already sells itself. The first one with Timothy Olyphant was actually uh, really boring for me. No offense. I mean, I love Timothy Olyphant as an actor. Actually, I genuinely do. But that movie was it. The script was really weak. The second one with Rupert Friend, on the other hand, was actually quite fun for me. I don't enjoy that movie a lot. I know a lot of people didn't like it, and it had a very low rating. But because maybe because my expectations for it, I had finished playing Hitman Absolution at the time, and Hitman Absolution has a lot more ridiculousness compared to the other Hitman games that are being done released now. So I knew I was expecting that going in, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Simple as straightforward. Yeah, so I think those are the major video game movies um, adaptations that have come out in the past already. I was going to mention Detective Pikachu, but I know it's based on a game, um, but it's also in. But that that was just what it was. I kind of enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to a sequel. So I'm going to move on now to the potential or upcoming video game movies, both the confirmed and the non-confirmed ones, and um, I would try to kind of highlight what I'm expecting for each of them and why what can they can do to make them work. Uh, Monster Hunter, uh, the first one I mentioned. I think by the time I'm recording this, that movie should be out. I haven't seen it yet, though. Uh, my expectations are low, obviously. It's directed by, you know, Paul Dobles Anderson, the singer that directed Resident Evil, and it's also starring Mia Yuvovich's wife. So, as long as I just see some monster hunting, slashing things, I'm cool. I kind of like why I saw the trailer so far with the accuracy of the monsters from the games. But other than that, I'm not expecting much. I already spoke on Mortal Kombat. Um, looking forward to that. Oh my god, now I'm going to pick my most controversial upcoming video game adaptation so far, which I'm not happy with so far, and that's Uncharted. Yes, um, for the longest of times, fans have been clamoring for Nathan Fillion to play the role of Nathan Drake. Sure, he got older, but I would have loved to see Chris Pratt also playing and have Kurt Russell play the role of Sully. Now, the casting of Uncharted threw me off because they seem to be going significantly younger, which I understand for maybe franchise purposes, but I feel like it does the movie a disservice because um, Nathan Drake is an interesting character as an adult, the wisecracking, experienced treasure hunter. Seeing him go through his teenage angst might seem a bit off-putting to me. The casting of Tom Holland isn't necessarily terrible. I think Tom Holland is actually a fantastic actor. He's making a lot of really good choices so far with his career. Ah, uh, Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Mm. That's very controversial for me, to be honest. I would like rather have seen Brian Cranston play that role because Cranston is a fantastical actor. He can really delve into characters. I've never really seen uh, Mark Wahlberg as a witty type of actor. Uh, he he's obviously fantastic in certain roles he plays. You know, the macho man he can play that, but I don't really buy that. So I'm really think, I'm kind of optimistic about this i love i love the uncharted franchise i've played all the video games i really really a huge fan of the games and it actually lends itself to a hollywood adaptation because the games themselves are, are highly cinematic uh next to be honest i don't know i don't even know how to react to this in minecraft movie uh, i never really played minecraft i know it's a, a super popular game and i know it's actually really fun but you know like i said it's almost the same thing with need for speed or rampage it's devoid of a storyline you can go whichever way you want with it, but you know, it is what it is. People are going to enjoy it for what it is. Then, I think I mentioned, I spoke on this already, and which is Borderlands. Out of all of them, this is actually one I'm really excited about because I played the Borderlands games. I played, um, I played 1 and 2. I played 
the pre-sequel. I, I, haven't play, I, I didn't play Borderlands 3, but also played the Telltale games, Borderlands, Tale from Borderlands um, game as well. And Borderlands is such a fun, very witty, self-aware game. Um, fun characters, crazy, over-the-top action, you know, ludicrous humor. So, um, the casting kind of got me kind of intrigued. Eli Roth has been pegged to direct, and I already spoke on my feelings regarding Eli Roth. I've not really seen him blend action comedy and kind of like action comedy and let's say drama well, as well as people like Matthew Vaughn or Edgar Wright, which we're going to be my top picks. But I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what he does with this movie. Kevin Hart was cast as uh, Roland, which is so ironic because. Roland is like the most stoic and serious character in the entire Borderlands movie in video game. So having him have played that role is really, really strange. I would have thought someone like probably um, Omari Hardwick or probably even Maurice Chestnut would have taken that role, but you know, it is what it is. Um K Blanchett is playing the siren. Oh my god, K Blanchett is one of my favorite actresses of all time. She can play weird, unique characters with finesse. She disappears into her roles. Uh really looking forward to that. And I think the role of the siren fits her definitely. Jack Black as Slapchop is just fantastic. That's perfect casting. No other things to say. That's all I have to say. Uh, then we have um, Jaws. <laughs> I'm going to try kind of go rapid fire for this segment. So I don't I don't want this episode to be too long. Um, just Cause is a, it's an insane game. That's how you have to say it. It's just a game about wanton destruction. It's also one of those games that... It has a story, definitely. The story is quite generic, but it's, it serves its purpose. Typical um, mercenary for hire trying to overthrow a dictatorship. Fine. Um, I think one thing that would make me interested in watching Just Cause is, is if the movie is self-aware in the, in the Jane the Virgin type of way. I kind of love that telenovela narration Jane the Virgin used to have. If anyone that watches Jane the Virgin is talk, knows what I'm talking about, if the movie is that self-aware, where it follows Rico Rodriguez doing his antics and everything, and, and it has his voiceover coming over periodically to kind of explain what's going to do, definitely sign me on board. That would be fun, fun and fantastic to definitely watch. Hmm. Next, we have Devil May Cry. <laughs> oh my god, this is wacky. Um, Devil, Devil May Cry is a wacky franchise, definitely. It was, it's a fun game. Um, crazy characters, um, engaging combat. I think I would love to see Devil May Cry done in the similar vein of War War with Castlevania. Castlevania, the animated Castlevania TV show really works well on Netflix because of the fact that you could go as crazy as you want because it was animation. You're not restricted by certain um, character designs that you would in live action so i'd like to see an animated devil may cry movie i would want to see in live action i think it's very goofy um foot ninja i don't even really know what to say on that uh i, I really don't know i don't i don't even know what type of movie is going to be it just has to be working and self-aware um heavy rain that was a fantastic game that was done that came out um years back done by quantic dreams they're one of the guys that kind of showed how video games can be immersive and cinematic as movies or as dramatic movies and heavy rain obviously is one of the most popular video game uh, video games dramatic video games of all time um the same studio was the ones that did fahrenheit the ones that did um, detroit become human so um heavy rain could really work well i think if you just keep it simple actually don't try um i think you just keep it as 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 it's surprisingly serious as a dark filler on in the, some, somewhere in the vein of something like seven or even uh or primal fear just kind of keep it grounded i think that would work for it gears of war gears of war wow gears of war is actually a fantastic video game i've played um one two three i never finished part four i never i've played five 
um it's a fun game really fun really immersive the world is incredible the lore is actually very rich um the characterizations are over the top but also still engaging and uh, i think i feel um they should kind of own that matriosism that comes with the gears of war um movies i feel like uh it could it could work as long as um they kind of keep it semi-serious not no, not necessarily. Yeah, semi-serious in the sense that we know the the grubs and everything, um, the locust horde and whatnot can can maybe appear a bit overwhelming. But if we can focus on the like, say the camaraderie, yeah, the camaraderie of the gears, the gear soldiers themselves, I think that could be really fantastic to watch. And yeah, something something that would benefit from today's technology with the CGI and, and all. Mega Man, uh, that should be animated for sure. I played a lot of Mega Man games when I was younger. Um, that would be something interesting to see. Uh, I don't really remember the story to be honest. I know it has to do with Dr. Wily and Dr. Lights, but that's where I stopped with it. Portal and Half-Life, damn, these are like some fantastic video games from Valve. Um, these are games that they're story, they are known for their stories. Portal can be very interesting if they keep it with that kind of self-aware um, humor that they have of the games, with Whitley's commentary and everything. Uh, I think Portal could could work like something like um, you know what kind of cabin fever s type of movie where everything t- takes place in one takes place in one location, and you know it has to do with characters doubting herself and questioning her sanity. Half Life would actually be, would I think would actually work very well as a sci-fi action epic. I think it would work very well. Um, it could work as a movie actually um, if. Because the movie itself, the, the video game itself sounds, starts from a very grounded phase before it really kind of jumps into the surreal. Um, you know, a lot of, we've had a lot of movies that have to do with um, scientists messing around with um, science and then doing, making a mistake and letting something like a foreign or other, otherworldly entity enter our world. So that, that could work definitely. Um, now, I'm going to talk about the, the Tom Clancy video game and that movie adaptation they want to do. What's interesting about this is Tom Clancy himself, they've, they've been adaptations of his novels. And most of his video games actually were actually also adaptations of some of his novels as well. Now, Tom Clancy's, Tom Clancy's video game adaptation, video games are actually quite grounded, to be honest. You know, they're usually militaristic. So, we already have that going. Um, so, I think, for example, I want to talk about The Division. The division could actually really work as long as they don't keep it focused on one character. I feel like they should focus on the unit as a whole. It would be interesting if they have, like, um, I think division can work as a mini series where each episode focuses on a different agent and how they go through the kind of dark New York city. <clears throat> I think that could really work. Then there's also talks of Splinter Cell. Wow, I mean, a Splinter Cell movie would actually be pretty cool. Uh, Sam Fisher is, a, is an iconic video game character. Um, it bo- it borrows heavy into the spy genre that we're resurgence of with things like Man from Uncle Spy, you know, James Bond is coming back, Mission Impossible is still going strong. I think Splinter Cell can really work if it follows that Mission Impossible route where it's, it, it, it can just be a more grounded version of Mission Impossible. And I think Tom Hardy was announced, was announced to be attached to it. I don't know if he's still attached to it, but that's uh, an actor that personally too can do no wrong this guy elevates even bad movies i mean tom hardy is the reason why venom is really as entertaining as it is so i'm actually on board if tom hardy is also on board um going for a ghost recon um 
same thing spy could be a spy movie uh can be done in the vein of something like um, 13 hours yes 13 hours was a fantastic movie for michael bay i really enjoyed that movie uh i think or, or spectral spectral was actually a fantastic movie too uh if you ever seen spectral it's a netflix movie about um it's, it's, it's sci-fi though it's futuristic about ghosts um soldiers are equipped with special weapons to identify and, and neutralize ghosts so that would be an interesting take on ghost recon that could work uh i think that's all for the yeah watchdogs let me end with watchdogs for ubisoft adaptations um watchdogs could definitely work it, it kind of lends itself to being um a fantastic kind of you know futuristic sci-fi um cyberpunk movie i don't know if if it'd be better to adapt a watchdogs one or watchdogs legion but i think watchdogs one itself can do well as a simple revenge story you know something in the vein of john wick if they do it in that kind of manner it would definitely hold um catch my interest this is kind of obvious call of duty I don't, i'm almost surprised there's not been a movie yet i mean call of duty done by michael bay would i'm definitely going but because one thing i like about michael bay you could have he, yeah that man he started about substance and to be honest most of the movies kind of lose they have people think characters but the man knows how to do military movies well for sure so a call of duty movie done by michael bay would actually get me interested Metal Gear solid wow i think it has been in the works for years um last i heard was announced to be directed by jordan vort roberts that's the guy the same man that directed skunk skull island uh personally i don't think it can work as a movie i do not think mr guess it can work as a movie i feel like it can work as a tv series or a mini series handled by someone like netflix amazon uh or maybe hbo as well if mr guess is actually can get very philosophical so you could really deal with that um yeah, I don't see it being a movie at all, definitely. Last of Us, wow. Now, this is actually surprisingly one that I'm really hyped about. Out of every upcoming video game movie adaptation, Last of Us is my most hyped because the game itself is extremely and highly cinematic. Seriously, I mean, this is a game that my aunt got engrossed in. This is a game that you literally can weep for it. So, I feel like it should be an easy adaptation considering the game director of the, of the original games also working on the tv on the tv series which is done going to be done by hbo i feel like these are all recipes for um something fantastical and i really don't see how you see it going wrong i mean hopefully fingers crossed the casting choice is also um more going to be interested uh, i think ellie's going to be played by this actress that played um lila Lionel Mormon Game of Thrones she was fantastic in that role seriously fantastic man she was so fierce and, and brutal and, and kind of driven for 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 um for a child actor and that was fantastic to watch and joel is going to be played by pedro pascal to be honest person that was my first choice i actually wanted either george brolin or nicola costa wado that was jim the, the jimmy lannister from game of thrones to play that role but pedro pascal is a fantastic actor and i can't i can't see him going wrong as we're going to add to his slew of daddy roles that he has been adapting recently so last of all i'm actually quite i'm, I'm most hyped for that out of everything else then uh yeah we had rumors of the god of all movie i don't want to speak on that because i mean the rumors just keep coming and dissipating yeah then i think i'm gonna round up very soon uh talk i'll talk on ken and lynch yeah that's a movie that's actually a video game that I, it didn't really do well uh critically but i kind of i enjoyed the ken and lynch games for what they were you know it's just these two hardened hardened criminals going about trying to carry a heist and 
I think it can be a really fun um, body cop, uh, like a body heist movie. Kenan Lynch could work as that, where both of them are just down on their luck and they're trying to get by. Um, something kind of in the vein of like a cross between Hell on High Water, yeah, and uh, maybe something like Point Break. I think that could work for a Kenan Lynch movie. Then um, Dante's Inferno. I remember there was this animated Dante's Inferno uh, movie. I think that came out with the game, video game at the time. That was really fun. It was a really fun to watch. I think it should stay animated. It should stay. It should be done in the same vein as Castlevania. I think that's what works for Dante Inferno. Then let me wrap this up with uh, my second. Okay, the thing about this game is it's one of my favorite games of all time as well. I really enjoyed the Mass Effect trilogy. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, say what you want to say about the end of my part three i really really still enjoyed it if um andromeda was uh was a snooze fest unfortunately i never got to finish it but mass effect is is one um one of the adaptations one of the video games i feel is due an adaptation but has to be a tv series it's, there's no way it could work as a movie um something so, something definitely someone like netflix can attempt they've done they did a really good job with altered carbon um so they obviously have the budget for it. it's gonna be an expensive show no doubt or i could see it as a tv series um because mass effect is quite nuanced um has a lot of heavy things on racism sexuality sexuality violence um gentrification politics corruption a lot of deep things and the alien races are quite fantastical to see now that would might be a challenge to bring to screen i think because you have to try to make sure it doesn't look too goofy i mean how do you really show a krogan probably have to use prosthetics or you know, to a degree but mass effect is something that i think can be done well as a tv series and let me just wrap it up with the last one i just remembered now halo this has actually been announced and i believe it's going to be done by showtime which kind of makes showtime has done some really incredible shows like dexter like ray donovan they've done some really really good shows uh i think penny dreadful as well but uh i think halo halo should stick to groundedness for for once just focus on the toll like the war version the war between the covenant and the humans and the toll is taken if it can be done in the same vein as the experts they follow kind of that kind of political um, atmosphere of, of, of the experts i think that could work showtime amazon can definitely take a crack at halo and I, i'm really curious to see what they would do and they could do a fantastic job so this is my wrap up of all put, um, the previous video game movie adaptations and future video game movie adaptations what do you think about them generally i'm going to post this on my twitter so where you can engage and kind of give a, re- a reply what do you think about video game adaptations so far do you really think we're going to get that big one the big one that's going to change the landscape or do you think it's wishful thinking which upcoming video game adaptations are you actually excited about which video game out there are you a fan of that you'd actually like to see a movie adaptation or a tv series adaptation for and then lastly video game movies video games as a whole do you think they do better in video game format in the movie format or a tv series format so that's been my time um it's been a long one if you're still listening to now i really give you kudos uh till next time guys as always stay safe and stay tuned